I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chad. Okay, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Elks and Bombers tomorrow on 6:30 Chad, 5:30 countdown to kickoff. Game at 7, and I'm pleased to welcome our next guest to the show, presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. He had one of the best careers in football history. Always love talking to him. It's Damon Allen checking in tonight. Damon, it's Reed. How are you doing, sir? Hey, how are you doing, Reed? You doing well? I'm doing very well. It's always a pleasure to, to talk to you, man. Uh, how's life these days? Life is good. I'm enjoying it. Um and the most important thing, I still involved in football and still enjoy watching it and uh, taking heed whether you're teaching or you're watching the game. It's still exciting to, uh, to play and uh, it brings back a lot of memories and um, it's been fun so far. All right. Uh, you were out here, uh, I can't remember the day, but you came for the 1993 uh, team being celebrated, being honored. And I know you, you, you come to Edmonton occasionally. You're no stranger here. But what was it like being with some of those guys and catching up with them? Well, it's it's always great to see teammates that, uh, especially when I come to Edmonton, uh, I mean, you see the, the Giz all the time because we play golf together and, and some of my other teammates that we won uh, the 93 uh, Grey Cup together. But then there's a, a whole section of uh, – Guys, I'm on the uh, text group with uh, with your Eskimos, and that's uh, Robert Hollins. Uh, um, who else? Who else is on there? There's a whole bunch of well, guys. Probably Jed's are, in uh, there. Probably Trent's in there. Yeah, uh, Mello. <laughs> all these guys that I played with in '93. Now we're we're on a group chat uh, together as well. So I try to stay in communication with you know all those guys. Um, and so it's really uh, great to see because even back then we we're really close. We we're a family, and you know we believed in that model. You know, never lose two games in a row, and and those kind of things. And so, even to today, you know, we're still talking about you know the Elks, and uh, there's a lot of pride among uh, our uh, former players that you know want the organization to do well as well. Yeah. Well. Uh... I don't want to put you in a tough spot here because uh, I, I I know you don't want to uh, you know be too critical of the current guys because they are working but, but working to win and, and turn this season around. But how how tough has it been to to watch this year for you and some of your alum? Well, I think it's it's, it's difficult because it's not only the the football on the field, but it's all the other pressures that come along with you know not winning. Um, so. You know, when you're not winning, you know, everything is being uh, nitpicked and there's a, um, a focus and a um, microscope on every aspect of the organization. And, you know, now you're you're dealing with fans, uh, unhappiness, um, and then all the things that go along within the season. Now there's what uh, September, uh, the halfway point and and some teams that are not doing well, I mean, they flip their whole team together because they bring in a variety of different guys. And so that's also a, um, a pressure for the guys that are playing and not playing well and those kind of things. That that's a whole different kind of monster in dealing with a team that's not playing well. And so, you know, I, I always, you know, hear that there is a lot of talent there. And so, 
And we all know that talent, you know, not only talent alone uh, helps you win games, but I think a, a variety of his scheme, um, uh, togetherness, um, how difficult it is to play the scheme. It's a variety, there's a lot of uh, variations that go along with winning. And um, if, it, if it is a young franchise and they have a young, a lot of young players and talented players, then these are the times that you have to be able to, you know, stick together. And if you do have a lot of talent, then, you know, you try to find ways to win just one game. That's your focus to just win one game at a time at this, at this method. Well, yeah, starts with, starts with one win and they'll try to get that tomorrow against Winnipeg. There is a quarterback change. Trey Ford is going to start for the first time this season. We saw him a little bit, last year um you know but he's still relatively new what what do you remember and and i know you you know you you didn't start that great cup but you came in off the bench but eventually you sort of became the guy here and in other uh, communities that you played in what's it like early in the in the career of a quarterback when they sort of transition from a guy who has to prove himself to that starter what are some important steps that you had to take well, I think you know, for young quarterbacks, uh, you know, one of the things they have to take uh, real serious is practice because practice is really their game day, uh, especially when they're first, second, uh, first two years in the league because they're trying to you know, understand the game and how, how to play the game uh, and still trying to establish themselves because your whole mindset is to learn as much as you can about defense. So when they do call your name, I mean, you make sure that you don't, you don't look back because it's all in the preparation. You know, that's how you play in this league. And that's how you um, gather a name in your league because whenever your name is called, you got to be ready to play. So to me, the backup is just as important as the starter, because even if, you know, even when I was in Edmonton, I mean, we when I first came to Edmonton, you know, Dunnigan was only in his what second, third year in the league, and he was already an All Star, and I was the backup, and Tracy Ham was holding the clipboard, and my whole makeup was, hey, every day in practice, just preparing myself, so when I get the opportunity to play in the game, I make sure that my team don't miss a beat if I have to come in and play. Um. But everybody's situation is different because, you know, I was with Jackie Parker and Jackie Parker, you know, told me that he was going to play me every game, uh, a couple of series every single game because, you know, what they've seen in me and my ability to, to play. And so I played early in my career because they had confidence in my abilities and what I was doing in my first couple of years in the in the year. But when you get to your third year, I mean, that's when you st- you should – start to come in your own and start to, to show that you're what you're capable of doing. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the game today. I mean, I, I find that um, the NFL has kind of changed their mindset on how they pick their quarterbacks. Now they want quarterbacks that can run and throw. <laughs> and that's where all the quarterbacks uh, were going to the Canadian Football League in years past. But so the NFL has changed their mindset. They want guys that can run and throw. And and I find at times that the game, uh, the quarterback in the Canadian Football League uh, are becoming more pocket passers. 
I like how you put that, Damon. Damon Allen joining us tonight at Inside Sports. And, and Trey Ford, who is going to play tomorrow, running is his strength. Now, I know that there's that whole thing. You still got to be a passer first, a passer first. You could run all throughout your career. You kept running in, into into your 40s. Um, but, like, would you tell Trey tomorrow, like, just take off, just play loose if it's if it's there? You know, would you say don't? Don't worry, just move the sticks however you can, or what would you tell them about that pass versus run decision? No, I, I tell them to play the game. You play uh, the skill set that, that, that you, can, uh, you came with. I mean, if you can run and throw, then that's what you have to bring to the stadium. You know, it's not about, you know, uh, you know, you can run and throw, but then you only just so focused on trying to prove people that you're a passer. No, play the game. Play to your full advantage and your skill set, but play within these, uh, the scheme of the offense too, right? So you, you just have to be uh, very disciplined in your, you know, calling the, the huddle, and then you have to be very disciplined in your read progressions, and then you have to have, you know, confidence that when you hit that last step, and whatever the drop it is, whether it's a quick uh, three-step drop or a five-step drop, uh, you're going to know where you're going to go with the football based on coverage and stuff. And so it's those kind of things that, you know, you have to get back to the foundation of how to play the position quarterback, but you still got to bring who you are uh, to the stadium. Yeah. And and that's something that I always try to do. Like when (laughs) – you know, when I came to the state of I mean, it was my turn to play or my opportunity to play, I was going to bring the gifts that I do have to the stadium. And so you're going to have to deal with me running and you're going to have to deal with me throwing and um, deal with me uh, in the force that I brought uh, on the field when I, when I stepped on the field. And so uh, it, nothing's changed. Uh, the game is still played the same way it's been played. Uh, the rules might have been changed to, to help out the passer now because now they're moving the hash to the middle of the field. So throwing the ball left to right, is uh, it, it enhances the quarterback and not, you know, we played the hashes where they're 17, 17 yards apart. Now they're nine. Yeah. Yeah, they did move them. That's right, last year. They're in the middle of the field now. So, yeah. It, it hasn't changed that much, but it really comes down to like you know taking one game at a time. Uh, team con- continues to work hard and, and get better week in and week out, and uh, to get that first win. Because when you get that first win, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be solved. I mean, you know, confidence level comes. Uh, teams believe they can win, and they understand about sticking together and they understand about, you know, tough and challenging times and they can turn it around and make it good times. And so, um, <laughs> that's the one thing about football, man, you, you get the opportunity to deal with every aspect, every emotion that football brings, uh, it helps you build character and, and you, and you go from there. Damon, before I let you go, and thanks for being so generous with your time. We love having you on the show. Uh, you mentioned, t- tell me about your involvement in football these days, and uh, uh, I don't know if you'd like to, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. You can answer whoever you want. Like, would, you, would you like to join a CFL staff someday? Like, uh, do, you, do, you, do you talk to teams? Do you want a team to reach out Absolutely, to you? Absolutely, man. I would say that a hundred times because the, the dedication I had when I played the game and the, the same dedication – and the thoughts I had about if I was teaching the game, uh, 
you know, I enjoy it. I was passionate, uh, passionate about it. And I don't think it would change now uh, because, like I said, I still watch it now. And so, yes, I, I would uh, or believe I can help a, a football team. If that's is that what you're asking, yes, I believe I can help a football team. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I hope uh, I hope some important people heard that, Damon. So, thank you very much. And I, I love having you on the show. I know I got to talk to you very briefly when you hey, were at anytime, that last game. Man, you, anytime you want to call me, we can we can chop it up. I watch the games. Right on. Thank you so much, Damon. All the best, sir. You too. Thanks, Reed. David Allen checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Great player, uh, great perspective. I love what he said about Trey Ford. We talk a lot about this with running quarterbacks, passer versus runner, and he basically said there are, are now too many pocket passers in the, in the CFL. The NFL didn't used to like running quarterbacks. Now they got a lot of them. I mean, like we see a big guy like Josh Allen with the Bills. Like they call running plays for him, where you know he just he just runs it. Um, so now a lot of those guys are staying in the United States instead of coming up to Canada. And and maybe we've have it, we've had guys here aren't as mobile. Trey Ford is mobile. There might be some questions about his durability if he takes a lot of hits about his size. That's fair. We'll see what happens. Uh, but he will be able to move around. And uh, as Damon said, he's just got to make the play. He can't worry about, oh, I sh- maybe I should throw because I've run a couple times already in this drive. He's got to move the ball. 780-496-0063. Really fun to have Damon on the show. Uh, we will get in a few of your responses to our off-topic topic. Your uh, first memory of attending a live sporting event in Edmonton. We've had some good ones this evening. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. John Rahm is one of the best golfers in the world. He was uh, asked what he would change about the PGA Tour. I know this is going to sound very stupid, <laughs> but as simple as having a freaking porta potty on every hole... <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I can't choose when I have to go to the bathroom, right? You know, I've told the tour this many times, uh, as simple as that. Um, just simple little things better for the tour. Dude wants a porta potty on every hole. What can you say? He said he can't control when he has to go. If he's got to go, he's, he's got to go. Um, I, I suppose if you're playing on the PGA Tour, I mean, look, Aiden, I don't know if you golf. I, 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 I'm not able to golf this summer, but I usually golf a, f- a few rounds a summer. Um, there are bathrooms on certain holes on most courses, but usually it's not too hard to sneak off uh, behind a few trees. Mm-hmm. I, I would think on the PGA Tour, you wouldn't have that luxury because no. of the crowds. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you're on the back nine of a major and it's hole 12 and there's no potty to hole 15 you'd probably like some relief as you're chasing one of the greatest moments of your career just thinking yeah i uh i'm not a huge golfer the my favorite thing about golfing is the carts so you know like i just i just love driving them around they put a like a toilet in the cart that'd be that'd actually be genius yeah it'd probably stink though yeah yeah and like it'd be moving around and yeah it'd, it'd be nasty (laughs) still something we could invent and 
maybe try out uh elks <laughs> ready to go uh against the uh, winnipeg blue bombers tomorrow uh of course the bombers uh beat them on july 20th here's chris jones well you got to play you know a full game i mean that's the thing with them i mean late in the game it's a 14 14 game i think it was and then you know we made three mistakes after you know i didn't take the penalty uh we declined the penalty just trying to get the ball back we mishandle a punt we take a, a, a illegal procedure penalty and then we give up a a safety you know back to back to back plays and so then once they get that they get a short field and uh, again we've just got to you know that snowball effect when something happens bad we've got to be a little bit stronger mentally and, and fix it so we know trey ford is mobile one of the guys chasing him is going to be willie jefferson the great defensive lineman for the bombers here's what ford had to say he's a super athletic player dynamic i mean he can he can really do it all so i mean uh we're definitely you know have to game plan around him i think every team game plans around him so uh we're gonna have some things you know to attack him try to take advantage of him and see what we can do i mean he's a great player though all right, so Ford is going to become the third quarterback to start a game for the Elks this season. Corny started seven. Daigie started in Ottawa. Uh, he's going to be, uh, what, the fourth quarterback to, to play in a game. Kyle Oxley only, uh, well, he did some short yardage, and he had the snap that he fumbled, but he, he did get into a game. Uh, and here's what Jones had to say about Cornelius and Daigie going into tomorrow. When we go our elephant package, we do our short yardage. I mean, that's going to be you know Taylor's role. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this game and and uh, both of them, they've been up there preparing. I mean, I've been proud of all three of them been up there working together. And you know, you hear them in there. You hear somebody late. You know, five six o'clock in the evening, and you hear something. You're like, who in the world is that? And I go in there. It's the three quarterbacks <laughs> are sitting there watching film and kind of going over the, you know things on the board. So it's a really good room. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully they're uh, they're united here and uh, going to need a big effort tomorrow against the Bombers. All right, let's uh, get to a couple more. We've had a great off-topic topic tonight. I really thank everybody who participated tonight. Your first in-person sporting event in the city of Edmonton. For sure. Uh, this one's from Richard. Uh, he said, my first sporting event was the Edmonton Oilers, November 3rd, 1978. Wayne Gretzky scored his first goal with the team against the Winnipeg Jets. Mark Matson was a net for Winnipeg. It was great hockey, he says. Oh, wow. WHA. That is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next one doesn't have a name. Uh, EE game in early 70s. Home team was bad. Dad was a Sask fan. Went to game and he dropped me off with the knothole gang in the back of the end zone. Almost caught a convert but was hit from behind ee1 dad got a parking <laughs> ticket all was well oh yeah oh, wow. james That's, from james okay well 19 well i think 1971 was the last year they were out of the playoffs until 2006 when the long streak ended uh yeah i think a couple kind of bad teams in the early 70s but this era is now the worst era since some lousy teams in the early 60s yeah, yeah pretty sure. bad yeah uh, this next one uh, doesn't have a name either. Uh, I don't know if it was my first event, but the first one to leave an impression to me was the U19 Women's World Cup in Edmonton. Christine Sinclair oh. fresh on the scene early 2000s. That's a great story because uh, I, I was working in Lloyd at the time, and it, I, I don't think it was expected that th- that many people would go to the games in Edmonton, right? I mean, Commonwealth was, I don't think it was full, but I, I think 40,000 for a couple of games. And that was kind of, wow, Edmonton, you guys came out for this big event. And obviously that planted the seed for hosting games. The 2015 Women's World Cup, uh, Vancouver did have the final game, but mm-hmm. no city hosted more games than Edmonton. 
I think we had 10 total. I think Vancouver had eight or nine, and then other cities had less than that. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good mayor. I'm glad somebody brought that up too. That that was a really cool event for the city. <laughs> uh, one more from James. Uh, I went to an Oilers or Oil Kings game back when they were playing in the old building on Northlands grounds. Must have been when they were still in the WHA. I was also at some event for Commonwealth for the Commonwealth Games, but I have no memory of that. I'm not copying you, honestly. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. Uh, we got some good ones. I wa- I was wondering if we were going to get any university ad games, mm-hmm. 1983, because obviously people would have gone to that. And there have been a lot of other events over the years, right? That I thought, oh, maybe that was the first one someone went to. We, we didn't get any U of A answers. I wonder no. if somebody was said, oh, as a little kid, my parents took me to U of A hockey before we went to Oilers. Or obviously, you know, some of those games are more affordable than uh, than Oilers or Elks games along the way. But those were good. Those were really good. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden, I really appreciate you. I know I, I give you a little bit of a hard time because I'm a weirdo, but you did a great job. <laughs> I, you have done a great job here. Uh, on, are you a Nate student? I am, yep. All right. Well, <laughs> great show. Thanks, Reed. All right. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Uh, Aiden Gannam in for Kellen Kennedy tonight as your studio producer. Um, I think I'm doing sports in the afternoon tomorrow, so you'll hear me bantering with Chelsea a little bit. And then, of course, no Inside Sports. 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff. Game at 7. Elks versus Bombers. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.